0: This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins from my Bible Training Center, Nigeria. In Luke
1: chapter 10 there, uh, I read in verse uh, 19, it says, Behold, I give, you, give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Um, a couple words are used there. We have the legal right, okay, and I'm going to explain that word and give you several examples of it. The legal right, that's the word exusia, okay, the legal right. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. If you don't know, if we don't know what the Bible says, how can we have Bible faith without the Bible? It's real simple, isn't it? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. Is that right? So we have to actually find where it's written. We have to find the place where it's written. We need to, to know what we're standing on. Okay? And uh, it's one thing for ourselves, but listen, if, if you're out there and you're, uh, you're about to lay hands on somebody and it's a life and death situation, don't you think you should be on top of your game? You know what I'm talking about? Now... Exusia means a legal right. You need to find out in the Scripture, and that's what this class is about, is finding out your legalities in spiritual matters. Alright? Honestly, uh, you can go into a situation, and if, 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 that, people don't want you to do anything for them, you can't, you just can't put your will onto that situation. You just can't force things. Alright? Just because you want to do it. That's why many times when I run into a situation, I say, now, Father, this is what I'm just going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, just show yourself strong on their behalf. Okay? And I know eventually something's going to happen. To They're going to go, oh, my. All right? So uh, exousia is the legal right. We have the legal right is what he's saying. Over all the power, all the strength, and that word is dunamis, where we get the word dynamite. Okay, And so what that tells us is that you and I have a legal right over all the devil's power. So let's say you wake up in the morning and the devil's in your room. How many have felt like that before? Oh, I'm the only one that's ever felt like that? Huh. But what if... All you could see was evil spirits, and all you could see is just every wicked thing out there, and the the devil is there with everything under his power. You know, he is called the God of this world, okay? But did you know that you have a legal right over all of his strength, amen? And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Yeah. Now, my mind is just flooded with things that we faced over the years. I remember, uh, here again, I'll just give you my other setup story that I'm thinking about. Got invited over to this family that were members of our first church. And uh, they wanted me to come over for something. And as, as we walked into their house, there's somebody lying on their couch she'll walk in and somebody's lying on the couch and I'm going didn't know this what, who's this you know and uh, they started saying something I think they were starting to say now this young lady something like that, he, he, they started saying uh, her name I couldn't hear that I couldn't hardly hear what they were saying you want to know what I heard yes. you want to know I heard this girl on the couch starting to growl like a very large dog or wolf. <clears throat> and she started growling. Okay, that's not your normal pastoral visit anyway. You know that. <laughs> and uh, she starts growling. And then she starts talking in this voice, not a woman's voice. But it sounded like a really, really old man with a real great deal of power. You know, that's what it sounded like. And the whole room filled up with the... I'm walking in, out there going... And, she, and then finally, the, the spirit that was speaking through her said, You dog! Called me a dog. That's going too far. You know what I'm talking about. A lot of things I've been called, but... Anyway. I started to laugh. I just started to laugh. And I, I said, I'm not a dog. Come out in Jesus' name. And she was totally delivered. She'd just been released out of a mental hospital. Had suffered for years and years and years, just tormented with voices and spirits and stuff like that. Delivered. Just like that devil's trying to show him so strong. devil's trying to put on a big show. Oh, by the way, we have authority over it. Are you listening to me? You have authority all over every lie, every word he's spoken about you and against you. Amen. A lot of things that we think we heard or we're hearing with our mind and things like that. But just because the devil says something doesn't make it so. Besides, the devil's a liar anyway. Amen. Just because he said something. Miraculously, my wife and I have been married 40 years. We both have a strong personality. Okay? And so do our children. We don't know how that happened. But anyway, um, when we were first married, we're having a discussion. Now can I tell you what a discussion is? Yes. My wife told me when we were first married, her dad was a real dominating person. Real dominating. Now he's in heaven now. Okay? Thank God. He got saved on his deathbed. All right? Real dominating person. So she was constantly around arguments and screaming and yelling and and just the bullyism that he brought to life. And she told me when we were first married, she says, listen, we are not going to have arguments. We'll have discussions. Well, I was the first one saved in my family. So this is a whole new thing to me, too. None of my family was saved. None of her family was saved. Now they all are. Okay? But I'm thinking, discussions? We're going to have discussions? So over the years, my wife and I have not had arguments. We've had some pretty good discussions, though. <laughs> so early on, we were something had coming up. Uh, my wife had said something to me. I was working on a construction crew, working long hours with people that you just didn't want to be around. I didn't want to be around them, and uh, I'd come home and. Uh, Anyway, we had a discussion. Something come up, and then she said this, and I'm going, I said this, and then she said this, and I'm going. And so I did something that I should never do, is that I began to read in between the lines of what she was saying. I'll get the ladies on my side here. And then I'll go to the other side. Okay? But then, anyway, I just said, okay, then this is what you're saying. And I had her. I had that dis- Man, I had it. I just, I was right, she was wrong. You know what the miracle that is? I mean, just a husband ever being right. Okay, that's humor, folks, okay? All right. But uh, she started crying, which is unfair. And, uh, And she finally said to me, she goes, Who told you that? Did you hear that? Who told you that? And the whole thing just got turned around right in a hurry. Never do this while you're teaching here. We have authority over all the power, right? Does that work with the electrical stuff too? You can still hear me, right? And she said, who told you that? And now here, she put me in a, in a spot right there because I couldn't say a couple things. First of all, I couldn't say, and I wouldn't say that the devil told me. Okay? And the other thing is I couldn't say that God told me because right away I, I knew that God was not the accuser of the... Amen. Cistern. And here's the other thing I couldn't say. I couldn't... Uh, now, we had got enough bells going on in here now. But I couldn't say, I revealed it to myself. That's one thing about revelation. Well, where did you get that, brother? I revealed it to myself. Well, she had me. You know what I'm talking about? She helped me see something. We made up. I mean, it's just... Shortly after that, I'm reading in the scripture. Adam had sinned. Here comes God in the garden. He's walking, voice. He's calling out for Adam. You think God knew where Adam was? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, but Adam had no idea what happened, how far he'd fallen. And so in, in the ensuing discussion, uh, Adam said this He said, I hid myself because I was naked. And what did God say? Who told you that you're naked? Yeah, so my wife was very scriptural in dealing with me. But I picked up something there. Over the years, I've learned this, that if I can determine the source of information coming to me, the words, the voices, if I can determine who is speaking to me, see it's not just what's said, because the devil will run his mouth all the time about you, all the time, he'll run his mouth one way or the other, he'll try to beat you down and then later on he'll try to puff you up once he can't. Hold you down. After a while, he'll start telling you you're the greatest whatever that's ever lived. You know what I'm saying? Okay? But if you can determine, that's why we've got the word. I can tell who's talking to me here. Some other voice comes in here and says, Dave, you're not ever going to be able to be a preacher. I don't know how many times I heard that. Of course, when you start out being a Christian with a speech impediment where I couldn't talk without stuttering and stammering, I thought God had made a mistake. Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. So can I ask you some questions? I'm talking about taking authority over it. I'm, I'm going to try to just help you here a little bit tonight and, and give you some practical application here. If the, devil can, if the devil can get you to believe what he's saying to you, he'll hold you. So no matter what's being said to you, you've got to find out, is that what the Word says? Is that what God's saying to me? I'm not, I'm, you know, you could take personal prophecy too, the same way. If it's not scriptural, if God hasn't talked to you about it beforehand, then don't pay any attention to what somebody says over you. Amen? Besides, that's not supposed to be directional anyway. It would be only be confirmational. Okay? Okay? Here's a quiz. Now, you tell me who's doing the talking. Are you ready for this? You'll never have enough money to obey what God's given you to do, be the devil. you'll never receive your healing. Yeah, but you're going to be the exception. A lot of people, you know, everybody gets healed, but you're you're going to be the exception. See, what we're doing is we're determining the source. Is that right? If you can determine the source of the information, you can always walk in victory. Always. How about this one? Nobody likes me. I don't fit in with this crowd. Are you catching this? Yeah, but I'm not as smart as other people. You know? You starting to get a picture here? All these negative things that are being said to you and about you. If need be, I'll bring my wife over and she can say this to you. Because she can say it real well. Well, who told you that? Did you catch that? Yeah. Holding every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Did you see it there? Hold every thought what? Yeah. Captive. Because if you don't take those thoughts captive, they will captivate you. Sometimes we think dominion and authority and all these things. It's just about these, you know, the big stuff. No, it's about when you're trying to go to sleep at night and you don't have enough money to pay your bills and you don't have this and that. And that voice, see, see, it doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't pay to obey God. Am I the only one that's had thoughts like that? So the devil does a lot of talking, doesn't he? I've had people say, you better not talk bad about the devil because he's going to get you. (laughs) Are you kidding me? First of all, when has he been right? He's the father of lies, is that right? And he's not the, do you understand this if I say hot shot? You know what that means? He's not the the big deal that he's been telling us he is. Because listen... We talk about original sin and we think about the garden, don't we? But original sin started in heaven. When this bright, shiny outfit called Lucifer had this grandiose idea. I'm taking over. How smart can that be? And Jesus said earlier, he says, I beheld Satan fall from heaven as of what? At the speed of light. God spiked him. At the speed of light. I don't see many times where he's so, he's so right anyway. So why would we once believe him? When the devil says, I'm going to get you, or you're not going to get this, and I'm going to hold back this, and I'm going to hinder everything. Sure, he's going to try to do that stuff. By the way, we have exusia over all of his strength that he might have. If he sent every demon to your house, you just look out and say, get out of here in Jesus' name. That's all you have to do. You don't have to work it up. I said, you don't have to work it up. One of the examples that we have is like a police officer or it could be a soldier. They have a, some sort of a, a badge or something. Okay, They represent the government. They represent the law. There is an understood power that they have. Is that right? When you see that badge and they go, what do you think you ought to do? Because if you don't respect the exusia that he has. There could be a weapon on his hip. That's more like dunamis. In other words, there's something backing up. All right? Now if we get into a situation that physically, mentally, whatever, it doesn't seem like we could overcome it, all we have to do is speak the name. Is that right? And whether he wants to, whatever we're facing, wants to obey us or not, God stands behind us. I've heard some funny stories over the years about that, but uh, you've heard of Kenneth Copeland, haven't you? When he was a young boy, he and his dad went to town, a western town, and... uh, his dad was doing some business, so he's uh, in this, this uh, I think it was a bar or something. It was someplace. Anyway, he went into there to meet a man. He told his son, he says, you stand right, just stay right there and stay there. So he's standing over there, but uh, there's men in there playing a, some sort of a game where they put uh, like a talcum powder uh, on this thing. It's like a shuffleboard type of thing. I don't know what they call it. But they uh, they don't use the poles. They just throw these things, and it just it just real smooth. Well, Kenneth Copeland was just a real young you know young man at that time, a boy really, and the curiosity got him. He just reached over and just touched that, just to see what it was. He's going like this, and he said, and a man yelled at him. Get your hands off that! And he froze.
0: What do you think you're doing there? Get your
1: hands off that! He just froze. He didn't know what to do. He hadn't been around that kind of talk before. And he's froze like this, and he's looking at a couple angry men. And all of a sudden, he said a hand came out like this over his shoulder and just took him and put him right behind him. And now he's behind somebody else, and he looks up and it's his dad. And his dad says, if you're going to speak to the boy, you've got to speak to me first. You got something to say to him, you say it to me. And Brother Copeland says, he says, he, says, he stuck his head out around that, that his dad like this, looked up at his dad and he goes, I believe we can take him. But that's the way it is with God, too. We are God's children. Yes, sir. Amen? Not only that, we are His ministers. We have a purpose in this earth to fulfill. Amen? And the church is being bullied. The church is being pushed around by little imps. Brother Hagin uh, told us one time, uh, and you've probably read it, he said, if you could ever see evil spirits, he says they're all just little impy looking things. Now, a friend of mine who is uh, uh, a pastor, he's a traveling minister now, he's had some encounters with the Lord too, and like an open vision, and he's seen angels. He doesn't make a big deal out of it, most people don't know it. But uh, he and I were, uh, I was talking to him one time, and he said he went and talked to Brother Hagin about this because he had a question. He said, Brother Hagin, have you ever seen a, a short angel? And he said, Brother Hagin started to laugh and smile. He goes, no. He says, I never even thought about that. He says, no. Everyone I see is they're really big. Wow. And then this man, this pastor said to him, do you ever see a big devil? <laughs> and he laughed again. He goes, no, never have. Ever have. Oh, by the way, we're not trying to get the victory. We're not a church today that woke up and said, Oh, I've got to get the victory. I've got to get this, I've got to get that. I, we just gotta beat the devil up and get the No, 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 no. When you were born into this life, God had already paid the price for every one of your needs that you're ever going to need. Of course you had to respond in faith to be born again. But we're workers together with him. Not for him, with him. You get anything out of this? How's my time? I got to leave you with a story at least tonight that's going to help you. When my wife and I got out of Rama, we were at our first church. Uh, actually, we were living in another place. Started a church in another town, and uh, my wife's grandmother, she had a lot of uh, some physical problems, and um, anyway, financially she couldn't make it on her own. And rather than going to a group home, we said, just come and live with us. And so, um, and she did. And so, um, she was with us for a while, and uh, she's pretty new around the church, you know, being around Christians like us all the time, and going to our church, or, she had a lot of questions. I mean, I don't think she ever blinked in church. You know what I'm talking about? She'd get in there and go, you know, people are raising their hands, and Shouting and having a good time, and, and uh, you know, she just wasn't used to that. But finally, uh, one day she had asked my wife something, and she says, Well, my wife says Well, you need to ask Dave yourself, just ask him. And, and my wife, Barbara, says, I'm, I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll be glad to do that. And so um, I heard him talking, I said, What's, what, do you, what are you talking about? And she said, Would you go visit my sister? And uh, would you go and pray with her and visit my sister? Well, I didn't know she had a sister. I'd never heard it. Never, never knew anything about her having a sister. And uh, I said, sure. And then she told me where she was at. The Kalamazoo State Mental Hospital. I'd already said I was going. What do you think that means? If you give your word, you do it. It's a whole other class we're not having together, but ethics is really important. Uh, matter of fact, you can't operate in Mark 11, 23 and 24 without believing that your words come to pass. So if you give your word and don't keep it, you can't speak to mountains because you don't believe your words come to pass. That's a whole other subject though, isn't it? So anyway, she said, when can you go down? I said, well, I don't know, when, uh, you know, I'm working full time and we're starting this church and I'm going, well, we'll find some time soon. Just give me some times when we can get in there and find out what kind of permission I have to get. And uh, I, I do believe this is one of the reasons Brother Hagin ordained me uh, on graduation day. I didn't ask for it, he just, me and one other fellow, they chose us out of the class and said, we're ordaining you. I said, what does that mean? I had no idea. I, just, I wasn't real smart. I'm not so sure I'm real smart now. But my wife is, so we're making it. All right. But um, we found out when we can go in. So my wife and I were going to go in. You want to hear this story? Yes. So we go in, and I've gone into penitentiaries, state penitentiaries, just to visit. Uh, Gone in to pray with people and preach. and I'm, I'm telling the truth when I say there are more doors locked, closed and locked behind me going into that mental hospital than there was at any of the major prisons.
0: Because
1: <laughs> I was counting. Okay? Those places, uh, hospitals, you know, mental hospitals, whatever. It's not my favorite thing. Uh, not not anything that I really want to be at. Um, anyway, went on in there, and so uh, we came to this place, and they said, "This is she's she's in here," and there's uh, two beds. Now this is a, it's a real old building. And it's like uh, the ceilings in, in the, the rooms were like twice as tall as this. It's just a real old, it's like being in a castle almost. And so uh, I, I just came in the door. You know, I'm in the door and there's this, you see this little lady, tiny lady on a bed over there. And there's nobody in this bed, but it looks like somebody just took everything and threw it, you know. And uh, I'm standing there. And my wife, she just walks right on in because that's her, her, her. Uh, her, her great aunt and uh, she, she's never met her my wife hasn't she'd heard about her didn't know her and uh, so I'm standing at the at the door like this taking this all in you know kind of with my spiritual antenna up you know what I'm talking about because it felt weird in there and that's when somebody screamed about as loud as any woman could scream and guess where it was Right behind me. And I'm assuming it was the lady that was supposed to be in that bed. I didn't see her come down the hall. I understand that she came right behind me, got right behind me, and screamed. And I'm not known for ever being able to jump off the ground. I did play basketball, but I let everybody else jump. The Bible says, Lo, I'm with you always. So I'm staying low. never been known, but I'm telling you, that day, that day, I noticed dust on the ledges and stuff as I was coming back down, but I came back down mad, because it frightened me, it did, now maybe you would have been a lot more spiritual than me,
0: yee-haw,
1: So then I go into where my wife is and uh, here's this little lady rocking back and forth on this bed. She's just sitting up in bed but just rocking. And her little hands are just like this. So my wife's trying to talk to her. And she's just rocking. Just rocking. And she uh, she keeps it up. Let me tell you how she got there. Aunt Jen, that lady that we're going to visit, had been in that hospital for 55 years. 55 years. While she was there, they did all kinds of exploratory all kinds of things experiments with her the shock things they did all kinds of stuff on this poor little lady she could not have weighed 70 pounds she was just just a tiny little frame little lady hair just as white as snow and she's just a bobbin and bobbin and this is what she was saying i'm damned 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 for 55 years she was doing that What if it is true you can have what you say? But this is why she was saying it. She had gotten pregnant when she was about 15 years old. Her family was religious. They weren't born again Christians, but they all had a... They were religious. You know what I'm talking about? When she got pregnant, her own family kicked her out of the house. Never gave her anything to feed the baby. Never gave her anything. I don't want that kind of Christianity. And that baby didn't do anything wrong. So, uh, anyway, Barb's grandmother that was living with us, she would take her food, you know, and take some of her things over, and just, she had to sneak and do it, because the family found out about it. She was uh, always in trouble. And so finally, and I'm not, what I'm saying, I'm telling you, I'm just reporting facts. Um, that uh, as a young mother... She just didn't have money on a couple of occasions, but she had a job, and um, her sister would come over and watch the baby a lot, but uh, she was tempted and gave in and stole $17 one time, $17, paid it back, put it back, nobody ever knew anything about it. She should never have done it, it's not right to steal, okay, okay. But her baby didn't have any food. This is what her reasoning was, and so, uh, but it haunted her that she stole that money. So she thought, I'm just going to go to that pastor of that church and talk with him about it. And this is what he said, and because the reason I, I have the information, it was through my wife's grandmother. She said that pastor. And I only use that as a description because he wasn't. He told this young lady that she would die and go to hell for stealing that money. And she lost her mind. 55 years, she didn't know what happened to her baby. She didn't know that her baby grew up and had a family of her own and then her baby was killed in a plane crash. Didn't know any of that. 55 years. We're there in 1978, 77, 78, praying for her. So go 55 years back for them. That's in the 20s. What has this world changed from the... And it's not like she sat in front of television all of that. She was totally out of it. That's why I tell ministers all the time when I'm training them, don't you just give your opinion to somebody. Don't say, well, if I were you, give them what the Bible says. Because if they mishear something, if you tell them because you've had a, something happen to you, and you're just angry that day, and you say something to them, what if that person loses their mind? 55 years! By the way, I didn't know all that when we went in. I knew some of it. She's rocking. I want me to just pick up on this and tell you tomorrow the rest of it, or you want to? No. Rocking. 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 I'm damned, I'm damned, I'm damned, I'm damned. And I just said this. I said, uh, I said, Aunt Jen, I said, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. I take authority over every evil spirit that's dominating you. In Jesus name, you're free. You know what she did? She kept rocking. Kept rocking, saying the same thing. Oh, half hour, 45 minutes later, she starts slowing down. Hour. She's quiet. And as soon as she got quiet, I said, Jen, Aunt Jen, can you hear me? I wish I'd have recorded it. I wish I'd had some way to record it, because her voice sounded like a little girl. But it sounded like she was in a well, 30, 40- foot underneath the bed. That's what it sounded like. I'll do my best.
0: Yes, I can hear you.
1: And I said, Aunt Jen, Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. He was raised from the dead for your justification. He's Lord of all, He's forgiven all your sins. Would you like to receive him as your Lord and Savior and be free from the devil's dominion? Yes. So I prayed. She prayed. She made a confession of faith in Jesus. Amen. She was born again. One month later, they released her from the Kalamazoo State Mental Hospital. Wow. Totally well. Now, who do you think did that?
0: Jesus.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if somebody hadn't gone, this dominion that we have, this authority that we have, it's not just for us in this room. It's not just for me and mine. It's not my wallet, my this, my this. No, no. We're... we're Jesus said, go ye into all the world for a reason. I have students all over the world ask me this. What's the Spirit of God saying to the church today? This is what the, the, people ask that. And I, I understand that, young people, and, you know, wanting to know, what's the Spirit of God saying to the church today? I said, are you ready? Yeah. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. A lot of Matt, oh, yeah, we know that. Yeah, no, no, something new. No, 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 no. It's just as fresh today. Just as powerful. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power power of God unto to everyone that see, you've got a Bible like mine. A few months after that, Aunt Jen went home to be with the Lord. I'd say about maybe three, four months. I forget now. It's been some time now. But it was hard for her to adjust. Once she was out there, it was just really hard for her to adjust and to take all the news about her family and it was just hard on her. But guess what? Her life was robbed, but her testimony continues. I think that's a hard case. I don't know about you. I think that's a tough one. In my thinking, you know what I'm talking about? Okay, I'm not talking about some little spirit of fear that kind of gets, tries to get in the corner of your mind. I'm not talking about that. You get somebody that's demon-possessed for a number of years. To me, that's kind of... A, I look back at it now and I'm going, that's one of the easiest things we've ever done. I didn't have to work anything up. Didn't have to shout. Didn't have to get my big Bible that you take into the mental hospitals. Now, you know what I'm talking about? No, no. We just went in with the gospel and it was the gospel that got her straightened out. I can't wait to see her again. She's shouting the victory now. He's given us authority, the legal right over all the power of the enemy. But there's another aspect too. He's also given us a legal right to use the Dunamis of God. You know where it says there? It says, uh, All things are possible to him that believeth. Can I suggest, if you're not a studier of the word, and I've always been this way, I've liked words. Um, I like to dig them out, okay, and see what exactly. But guess what I found out when I was studying that verse? All things are possible. To him that believeth. What if I told you that that phrase, are, are possible, is the word dunamis? In other words, if you believe, the miracle working power of God is available to you. What do we have, four minutes or so? Seven minutes. Uh, I have two children today because of this type of teaching. Because my wife's not supposed to be able to have children we have children. Hello? We just have to stand on the word and take authority. And Okay, after 13 years you start thinking, well okay, where's this, where are these children? And we didn't even know that my wife had some challenges in her body. Two of them that would require a miracle for her to have children. We've got two. All things are possible. To him that believeth. Amen? I can bore you with these stories. I can I can actually bore. I'll tell you about tumors disappearing. I'll tell you about blind eyes opening up. I'll tell and I'm not a prophet. I'm not an apostle. I'm a teacher. Are you listening to me? Doesn't matter what the title is, it's the gospel that's the power we got everybody talking in here there'd be a we could write probably a book on what God's done are you listening to me yes, no. but we're not done writing yet no. do you realize who's waiting for you out there let me give you a few more verses and I'll wind down I don't know about you I'm glad I came tonight yes. <laughs> there was some thought that I wouldn't make it my thoughts. alright uh, the word uh, dunamis means the, the physical, you know, power. It could be spiritual power, but it means might, that type of thing. Dunamis, I'm going to give you several verses for that. Exousia is the legal aspect of it. It helps you to understand some of the scriptures. Um, I'm just going to give you a few right now where the word uh, dunamis is. Uh, in Matthew chapter 11... In verse 20, it says, Then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works, miracles, that's the word dunamis, had been done because they did not repent. And then he goes on and... Uh, that was Matthew 11. All right. In verse 21, it says, Woe to you, Chorazin, for uh, woe unto you, Tyre and Sidon, um, Or Bethsaida, for if the mighty works or miracles which were done in you had been done uh, in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Amen? Now, let me tell you something. Um, Just because signs, wonders, and miracles are present doesn't mean it's going to actually change people. Do you realize that? Yeah. Uh, The gospel will. But we've gotten into, uh, maybe I'm going a little far on this tonight. But anyway, we've gotten into this feeling. We, we pick it up in our music and our songs sometimes. Lord, I want to see you. Lord, I want to touch you. Yeah. Do you see what was just said? Yes. And I understand what people are writing and singing. I, I under, it'd just be wonderful to be able to give Jesus a hug. Is that right? Yes. But we're walking by faith these days. Yes. And if I never see His face on this earth, and if I never felt His presence... I'm going to give you some testimonies in the next uh, tomorrow. Well, actually in the next couple of weekends. Uh, I'll give you some testimonies. I'll tell you right now, I never felt a thing. I didn't feel one single bit when we were praying for Aunt Jen. I didn't feel anything leave my hands. I didn't feel anything. It was just dry as a bone. It doesn't matter. You don't have to feel stuff. It's either the Bible or it's not. Amen. Faith is based on you know, believing. Believing means to hold something as truth regardless of what you can see or feel. So, uh, Amen. What was that going on? I was going to. Well, we've gotten into this place, right? If you think if anybody would have ended up spiritual, it would have been the Israelites coming out of Egypt. Think of everything that they saw just pick one the sea dividing do you realize that it's being totally impossible for all of Israel 2 million people to get across that portion of water alright if it's just like the movie shows it like you know there's a wall here and a wall here literally for that amount of people to get across in one night they would have had to have been 15,000 across walking that's a big group. That's a big. Okay. What else did they see? They saw all kinds of things. And yet the first thing they did, something got hard. What did they start doing? They started blaming God. They blamed Moses. The bitter waters of Mara. So signs, wonders, and miracles, is not, they're not going to perfect the church. But it will help reach people. Why is it the church wants to see everything? And then we don't go out and reach the people. That are lost. What's wrong with that thinking? I'll finish with this. We had a secretary, uh, I had a secretary there at Rama. She had gone to Rama herself, but uh, began to realize that she and her husband probably weren't called to full time ministry, you know, that type of thing. So she worked as a secretary, it was one of the best we had. Finally, she always wanted to go on a missions trip. And so they, uh, she went, I forget what country it was, Peru, Colombia, someplace in South America. And when they got there, they had a large group that were going out together. She was in this group. And then the police showed up because somehow the police were notified. And they had some sort of whatever that could keep churches from speaking to people and praying for people on the streets. And they said, you're not allowed, you're not allowed to talk to people, move out. Well, there was a, uh, uh, this one street went from one area, it went like two or three blocks, and all it was was shops, no vehicles were down there, okay? And so they were out of the vans, and they looked at one another, and they said, uh, the drivers of the van said, we'll meet you on the other side, just go on out, we'll meet you on the other side. They walked through that marketplace And they saw people crippled. They saw people that were blind. They saw people in a lot of need. they just go by and just brush their hand near them. They go, in the name of Jesus. And they go down. By the time they got down to the end of the market, there were about 300 people that followed them through. And all of them had testimonies of healing. If you want to see the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, take it to the darkest places. Don't go preach to the church and try to get them saved. Evangelists aren't supposed to be in the churches. They're supposed to be outreaching the lost.
0: For more information and inquiries, please visit our website, www.RamanNigeria.com, or you can reach us on... 08100163948 or 08076576163